Praise God. I'm going to Acts chapter 8 this morning, verse 26. You've heard me say it many times before. I'll say it again this morning. I, I'm going to be like Elizabeth Taylor's sixth husband. She said, I will not keep you long. She was a woman of her word when it come to that. Amen. Smile a while and give your face a rest. We used to sing a little song that said, smile a while, give your face a rest. Turn around to the one you love the best. Greet song. Raise your hands to the one you love the best. Turn around and greet somebody. I don't know how it went, but smile. My Lord. I did a study one time, and I found out that it takes more muscles to frown in your face than it does to smile. That's a fact. Go look, go look it up. It's a fact. But to every guest, thank you for being here. If I did not mention your name, I met this lady with, uh, with the Paul family and works with Michelle. Thank you, darling, for being with us today. What an honor to have you worshiping with us. I see other folks here. If I don't, I, Lauren, don't let me miss your guests today, okay? I want to shake their hand before they leave. And I expect that corner over there to be amen in me while I preach today. I got, with you singing, I expect y'all to be helping me out here today. Praise God. God's good. Won't you high five somebody and say, we're about to have church up in here. Yeah, we're about to have church up in here. Amen. Praise God. Acts chapter 8, verse 26. The angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south into the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went, and behold, that means look and see, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candice, queen of the Ethiopians, who had, well, notice this, who had the charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for to worship. He'd been to church. He was returning and sitting in his chair reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? Here's the, here's the bottom line of the story. Philip sees an Ethiopian eunuch reading the scripture. The Spirit says, Go get on the chariot. He jumps on there and he said, Do you understand what you're reading? That's in our vocabulary, okay? And he said, how can, I accept, how can I accept some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come and sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, like a, a lamb dumb before his share. So opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet of this, of himself or of some other man. Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came to a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they went down both of them into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord called away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. 
I'm going to preach today from three words. You ready? You might want to remember these three words. Cheated at church. You may be seated. Cheated at church. I preached this many years ago, but boy, the Lord's been on my case the last couple of days. And so I want to I talk to you a little bit about some things today that are very pertinent to this church. Do you know how many people will enter into a building today around America and go there to quote unquote worship that will go in, go to church, spend an hour, hour and a half for long-winded people, two hours, and leave feeling the same thing they did when they came in. No move of the Spirit. No move of God. Now, y'all better buckle up. I got, I got two pages of notes, and about 90% of them is just Scripture. It's all right here today. So, so I got to thinking about that. And what that does is that leaves an emptiness on Monday and on Tuesday and on Wednesday. And they go through a week and they go back again because they're faithful to their church. And they go to church and they feel nothing and they receive nothing. And I'm not saying this is everywhere, but many people, their lives are not changed. They feel no move of the Spirit. They go through a production, a program. Many of them are handed a program. When they come in the church, come in the doors, We'll have this, 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 and they don't vary from that. They go home, and they're empty again on Monday, and they're empty again on Tuesday, and there's nothing moving in their life. Here's what I want to tell you. This Ethiopian eunuch had been to church, but he wasn't satisfied. He went to church, but he said, there's got to be more to church than what I just came from. He went to church to worship. The Bible said that he had been there. He had come to Jerusalem for to worship. But but he had his his scripture out on the way back home saying there's got to be more to what's going on than this. I wish I could convey to you today how many hungry people there are that are longing for a move of the Spirit of God. Searching for a spirit that would change their lives. A move of God in their life. Many of them don't know what they're searching for. They don't even know what they're looking for. They tried every other avenue. Let me tell you, can I just preach to you a little bit today? Your answer is not in a Bible, or excuse me, in a bottle, in a peel, in a needle, in a, in a drug, in a in a. I, I hate to tell you this, but it's not even in psychology. It's not in some psychiatric ward. Your answer is in the Bible, and it's in the Word of God, and it's in the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. I cannot come today. Now, I'm not, I'm not 
emphasizing anything other than that those things are good. I know people who go through programs, and I, I am all for that. I know people who have gone through all kind of situations in their life, and they need, look, my wife is a licensed professional counselor. I have to believe in counselors. I don't have a choice. She does that. She don't, I started to say for a living, but she don't do that for a living. She does that so she can pay our grandkids every month. But I do believe that those things are good. Here's what I don't believe. I don't believe that is the apex. I don't believe that is the zenith. I don't believe that's the final. I, I believe there's more that God has for all of us than just to go to church or go to some program or go to some situation and say, well, this is it for me. Let me tell you about a life-changing experience today. It happened to an Ethiopian eunuch, and it can happen to you. You, you don't want to go to church and be cheated at church. When you walk away from the house of God, something ought to be different in your life. Could I get a hallelujah? Now I'm going to preach to you respond today so you make it as short as you want to. I got a scripture in Ezekiel that I want to read to you. And it's talking about worship. And Ezekiel the prophet said, when the people, Ezekiel 46 and 9, you ought to mark it in your Bible. When the people of the land shall come before the Lord in solemn feast. He that entereth in by way of the north gate to worship, somebody shout to worship, shall go out by way of the south gate. And he that entereth by the way of the south gate so shall go forth by the way of the north gate. He shall not return by the way of the gate whereby he came in, but shall go forth over against it. In other words, here's what he's saying. However you got here, you need to leave a different way. However you came in here, there needs to be a change in the way you go out of here. Hallelujah. I want to tell you on a Sunday morning, there ought to be a change in every one of us when we step into the presence of God, when we step into the community of God, when we feel the power of the Holy Ghost in the church. If you don't get healed today, it's because you didn't believe God and you didn't want it bad enough. Let me tell you, there's healing in this house today. I felt it early this morning. There's healing in this house today. You came here with sickness, you ought to leave well. You came here lost, you ought to leave saved. You came here without hope, you ought to leave here with hope brimming in your heart today. I'm just telling you, if you come in the south gate, you ought to leave out the north gate and if you came in the north gate you want to leave out the south gate don't leave church the way you came because when you do you are cheated at church let me tell you about God God don't he, he don't expect everything to be normal when we come to church 
You can say anything you want to about us. I don't care. Well, let me tell you, I wouldn't go to a dead, dull, boring, dry church. There ain't enough money in Washita Parish to make me go to that kind of church. I'm going to go somewhere where people are healed, people are saved, lives are changed, drug addicts are turned around, alcoholics are turned around, nicotine's being delivered. I'm going to go somewhere where cancers fall off. I want to go somewhere where heart troubles heal. I want to go where the five-fold ministry is. I want to go where the gifts of the Spirit are in operation. I don't want to go to some dead church. I don't want to be cheated when I go to the house of God. Let me tell you, that's what's wrong with some people, even in this congregation. You don't put forth your praise, and so you don't get anything out of it. It is a fact, my friend. When you start sending praise up, God starts raining power down. When you start sending praise up, God starts sending miracles down. You don't have to leave the way you came today. You don't have to be cheated in this house this morning. I could call her name. Many of you will know the story. Several years ago, we had a, a, an evangelist here preaching for us. And a lady came up, and, and, and he, she wanted prayer right here, right here. And, and the, the evangelist said, okay, what's, what's holding you back? And he looked at her, and he said, uh, you smoke? She said, yes, sir, I do. He said, you got cigarettes with you? She said, they're in my purse. He said, go get them. Sitting right about where you are, Gail, she went back and she got them out of her purse. And she brought them up. She's probably watching me because she watches me all the time. You ought to be here. She brought them right here. And the evangelist took the cigarettes in his hand. And he wadded up the package Anybody remember this? Yeah? He, he brought, and he done like this, and he throwed them right over there. First time that's ever happened that I've seen. And he said, you will never want these again. What he didn't know is that woman had wrestled with that habit and wrestled with that nicotine demon in her life and couldn't get rid of that. And he said, you will never want those again. And he throwed them right out here. On the, I, I remember it. I don't remember the kind they were, but it was kind of a blue and white package. Now, don't tell what kind they were because we, we, we might be digging in your purse. Throwed them right here and prayed for her. And she walked away. And to my knowledge, she's never wanted another cigarette. She's still in the church. She's still, she's still filled with the Spirit. She's still got the joy of the Lord. Why? Why? Because she did, she got what she came for, and she wasn't cheated. How many people, how many thousands have I seen come to the house of God, and the Spirit of God, Brother Eric, moving all around people, just moving all around them, and, and, and they, they, they refuse to get involved. Let me tell you something. If you got a situation today, you're in the right place. If you need a miracle today, you came to the right house. Hallelujah. If you need God to turn something around for you, honey, you are in the place where where God will do it. It's not hearsay, it's a fact. I've seen people here healed of all kind of diseases. I've seen people saved from all kind of situation. I've seen people walk in with a habit and leave without a habit.
you come in the north today, why don't you go out the south? You came in one way. You came in depressed today. Why don't you walk out with a smile on your face saying, you lying devil, you've, been, you've had me down long enough. I'm claiming my victory today. I'm not going to be depressed another day. I'm going to get up in the morning. I'm going to walk the walk and talk the talk because God just set me free. I'm just preaching what can happen in this building today. You don't have to leave the way you came here. You can leave with something burning. You came here without the Holy Ghost. You can leave with the Holy Ghost. You came here without being baptized. I'll baptize you today in the name that is above every day. And that is the name of Jesus Christ. Why you want to be cheated at church? To be cheated at the grocery store is one thing. We was talking a few days ago. They was talking about going to the barbershop. I said, y'all don't know anything about, about strictness. Somebody was saying that some preacher Talked about somebody with their hair over their ears. I wish that's all we had to deal with anymore. I wish that's all we had to worry about. I was just a boy, chased my dad. I went home one day, I can tell you. I went to Ray Woods Barbershop on South 2nd Street. Y'all remember that, some of you old timers. And I old Ray set me up in the chair. He said, is that enough? I said, oh, that looks good. I went home, Charlie, my daddy said, son, where you been? I said, to the barbershop, dad. He said, you didn't get your money's worth he said, go back and tell Ray. I said, cut some more. Now, you talk about embarrassing. I had to go climb back up in the chair and, and get another haircut because Daddy said it wasn't enough. I got cheated on the haircut as far as he is concerned. We're going to get our money's worth. And much as y'all charge now, Victoria, I saw you up there somewhere. Amen. What are you saying? It's one thing to get cheated at the grocery store. It's another thing to, to get cheated when your car's worked on or when somebody does a job around your house. Uh, but you, you should never get cheated at church because God is the, he, he said the promises of God are yea and amen. And you know what he promised? Healing, Brother Robert. He promised salvation. He promised for, for him to be a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. He's not just another God. He's the only God. God and he sees deeper than you think he can see. He knows what you said before you came here today. I'm preaching to somebody on this Sunday morning. You're tired of just going through the same old humdrum. Why don't you take your spiritual umbrella down and let God baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Why don't you walk out of here with your healing today? Why don't you walk out of here with a miracle this morning? You know what you're reading, Ethiopian eunuch? He said, I, I, I don't know. I don't understand, Philip. I don't. Somebody's got to help me here. And Philip explained it to him. And when he explained it to him, he said, well, what, why can't I be baptized? I mean, you know, I want you, I want to, I want you to read back over that scripture because I want you to see something. It doesn't say Philip said anything about baptism that I read anywhere. It just said he was talking about a sheep to the slaughter and a lamb dumb before his share, and he opened not his mouth in his humiliation. His judgment was taken away, and, and eunuch and, and answered Philip and said, I, I don't understand this. And Philip said, let me tell you about Jesus. He preached unto him Jesus. He didn't take his text out of the Newsweek magazine. He preached Jesus. And when he got through preaching Jesus, for whatever reason, the man said, hey, can I be baptized? 
He said, here's some water. And Philip said, if you believe, we'll go down to that water. And the Bible said, he said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he took him out of that old chariot and down to the water. And when they came out of the water, God took Philip and took him away. And the Ethiopian eunuch had an experience he'd never had before. I'm preaching to you on a Sunday morning. You don't need to go to church and go home the same way. You don't need to walk into the presence of God. Do you know anything about the presence of God? The Bible said in his presence, there is fullness of joy. In his presence there is life. In his presence there are miracles. In his presence there are signs and wonders. In his presence is where God does a great work in people's life. Here's what Jesus said in Luke chapter 4. That's good. Play with me, Toby. Luke chapter 4. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because, because he hath anointed me. And this is what Jesus said. To preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. He sent me to preach deliverance to the captives. And recovering of sight to the blind. And furthermore, he sent me to set at liberty them that are bruised. This is what Jesus said. So this is the ministry of Jesus. He said, I've come to preach to the poor. I've come to heal the brokenhearted. I've come to preach deliverance to captives, recovering of sight to the blind, and liberty to them that are bruised. The Lord sent me to do this. You know what Jesus said? He said, the works that I do, the church, he's talking about us, you're going to do greater works. You know what the church, let me tell you. I got a little time here. Let me preach a little bit. You've heard me say this a thousand times. This has got to be more than just going through the motions. I told the Lord in my prayer early this morning, Brother Eric, God, we, I don't care what they sing, we need anointing. I don't care who plays the instruments, we need the anointing of God. I don't, care what, I don't care what's said in this pulpit, Lord. I want you to baptize this place with fresh fire of the Holy Ghost. We need an anointing today. We don't, we don't need protocol. We don't need programs. We don't need Pentecostal calisthenics. We don't need to go through the motions. We need the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Because the Bible said, Donna, it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. It will break every chain off your mind, every chain off your body, every chain off your faith. I'm telling you right now, we need the anointing of God. I love all we have here. Thank God for this beautiful congregation and this church. But Lord, I'd rather be in an old-fashioned brush harbor swatting flies and mosquitoes and have the anointing that I had to be here without any anointing. we got to have the anointing of the Holy Ghost, the power of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Alma. Thank you. When I got your text yesterday, I said to myself, yes. Yes, because we got somebody that's going to push a little prayer and fasting and the pastor's not having to do it. I'm talking about push it. The pastor has to do it, but the pastor don't have to push it. You know how to get miracles? There's no Kmart special. That, that's beyond some of your days. They, they used to say it's a blue light special on aisle 13. There's no blue light special on the Holy Ghost. 
There's no blue light special, Brother Matt, on, on the things that God wants to give. You know what the you know what he requires? He still says you gotta fast and you gotta pray. You gotta believe. Hallelujah. But when this church starts doing that, and when we continue to do that, the miracles of God, I want to feel the Holy Ghost every time I walk in this house. Hallelujah. I don't care if it's a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night, or I don't care if I just walk through here in the middle of the day. I want to feel the Holy Ghost when I walk into this house. That's what makes the difference in the church. And when you've got the Holy Ghost and the anointing of God, you won't leave here saying, well, I don't feel much today. I don't feel much today. Little boy started home from church in the car with his daddy one day, his mama. Little boy sat with his mom and dad during church and watched his daddy put in the offering. Watched him worship. The man started griping. You know what? The preacher preached too long today. I didn't like that song either. The singer sang that song. I didn't like that song. Complaining about everything. Finally, the little boy leaned up on the back of the pew and he said, Dad, I thought it was a pretty good show for the nickel you put in. You might get what you put in. Not money, worship, prayer, fasting. You know what? When you walk out of here saying, I didn't feel nothing, let me tell you something. The Holy Ghost is contagious. The Spirit of God is contagious. When you start worshiping God, somebody down the road is going to feel it. <laughs> Somebody's going to feel a move of the Spirit. When it starts moving through this congregation, it's going from corner to corner and front to back. And if you don't grab it, and if you don't hold on to it, and if you don't claim it, that's not my fault. That's your fault. I came to church today to have church. I came to see people healed. I came today to see people saved. I didn't come to get cheated in church. I came to leave out the south gate because I came in the dark. Woo! Somebody shout hallelujah. How many of you remember a particular time when you walked in the church and you needed a prayer answer or you needed the Holy Ghost? Or you needed a healing in your body. Or you needed an answer that you couldn't get. And all of a sudden, boom, it was there. And you walked out. Hallelujah. Boy, it was worth my trip to church today. Let me tell you, every trip to church ought to be worth it. Every trip to church ought to mean something. Every trip to the house of God ought to mean something. We never should leave here empty. We should leave here full. I got to thinking in sworn in prayer. I don't know if the Lord laid it on me or what, but I got to thinking about it. His, it, it y'all can be seated. I ain't through. Listen, how many of you are old enough to remember filling stations? See, now we're dating ourselves. Now they're convenience stores. But then I'm going down to the filling station. You know what the filling station was? It was a gas station where you pulled up, rode down the window and said, fill her up. You remember that, don't you? I see you back there. Yeah. Anybody remember those days? I'm dating myself a little bit. I know I don't look this old. But 
we used to pull up to the filling station, Brother David, and we'd get filled up so we could go a few more miles. You know what the church is? It just hit me this morning. It's a filling station, Charlie. This is not where we live. This is just where we get filled up so we can go do it again. Hallelujah. This is a filling station. For all of you that don't know what a filling station is, you need to learn this morning. This church is a filling station where you get full of the Holy Ghost, full of the power of God, full of the anointing of God. And when you leave here, you're ready to go out there into the world and do something with what you got here. You can come back next Sunday. Hopefully Wednesday at 7 o'clock and we'll try to fill your tank again. Some folks have big tanks because they don't show up Darsh but every Easter. I know they got a big tank. <laughs> but here's the deal. If you want to do something for God, come get filled up. And then when he, when he steps on your turf on Monday morning, you say, you lying devil. The Holy Ghost spoke to me yesterday. These chains don't have me bound anymore. This pain's gone out of my body. This, this thing that's been ha haunting me day and night, it left yesterday during the house of God, during what I was in the presence of God. I'm not listening to your voice anymore. I'm going to take what God gave me on a Sunday morning. Don't get cheated at church. Here's what the Lord said, and I, I, I hurry. He said, the sick need a physician, not the well. Right? So this place has to become a hospital for hurting people. It's a filling station for the saints, but it's a hospital. For those who are weary and hurting and have burdens and don't know how to handle them. And that's why nobody, saint or non-saint, should leave here the way you came in. Doesn't matter if you're here for the first time or the 5,000th time. You should leave here different today. You should leave here saying, I've been in the presence of God. I feel the anointing of the Lord. We sing a song, look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. He touched my body. He healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me just in time. That's what happens when we come into the presence of God. In His presence, in His presence. There's peace at the feet of Jesus. There's joy in the presence of the Lord. There's answers in the presence of God. We tell you, there's no better feeling in my lifetime. No better, no better. I promise you. I don't say this bragging. I'm, I'm not saying it for that reason. Please don't misunderstand me. I think it was Thursday morning, Thursday, Thursday evening. We had finished the morning service at camp, and I went to eat with the folks and went back to the motel, hotel. The Lord just started talking to me. So I laid across the bed and I just wept and prayed and wept and prayed. 
wept and prayed and wept and prayed. And I felt such a peace of God, such a strong anointing of God. There's no better feeling. There's nothing that can take the place of that. I love to worship with you folks, but let me tell you, when me and Jesus get along, when me and him get along in the presence of the Lord, in his presence, there's answers that you need, and his presence is in this place today. You can find it in your normal time of prayer, but you can also have it when you come to the house of God. I pray God would never let a service go by here that we don't feel the presence of God. If we get to the place where it doesn't matter, we're in trouble, folks. We're in trouble. You, long as I'm, long as I'm pastor here, and long as I'm breathing, I will push, push us into worship, push us into prayer, push us into the presence of God, because I know what God's presence can do. And if that happens, you won't leave here cheated. You won't leave here cheated. You'll say it's worth it to go to the house of God. All over this building, stand with me right now. It's a hospital for the sick. It's a filling station for those who, who are here today that maybe feel a little empty. It's a place where you can get something from God. Maybe you've asked God for something over the last few years. Maybe you've asked Him over the last few weeks or even the last few days. Or matter of fact, it may be just, just today that you need a special touch of God. I don't know. I don't know. But here's what I do know. You can do what God wants you to do. Or you can turn around and walk out and say, well, maybe next time. Maybe next time. King Agrippa said, persuade us. Almost thou persuadest me, Paul, to be a Christian. Almost. And he said, go thy way. I will call for you at a convenient season. I'll, I'll, I'll get back with you. I'm not going to do it today. I'll get back with you. Come on now. It's no time for that. Time is short. Time is winding up. Things are almost said and done. The rapture of the church is nearer than when we first believed. The judgments of God are coming upon this earth. The coming of the Lord is nearer. We don't have time to walk in here and be nonchalant and walk out unmoved and untouched. We ought to walk out different. We ought to go leave here different. When we get in our car today, there ought to be an aroma, something of the Spirit that goes with us. There ought to be a presence that walks out of this place with you. Has anybody ever left the church and when you got in your car, you just still felt the presence of God? That's the way it ought to be this morning when you leave the house of God. You ought to get in there saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All day long, there ought to be a presence because in his presence today, there's whatever you need in the Holy Ghost. Don't leave here like an Ethiopian eunuch. There's more to it than what you've had. There's more to it than what you're, you're doing. There's more. That's why you've you got to seek him. You've got to reach for him. You've got to long for him. And when you do, Something will happen in your life. Jesus went into the temple one day. There were money changers everywhere. 
Y'all know Jesus had a temper? Thank God for that. I'm like Jesus. Jesus had a temper. He walked in and they were buying and selling in the the house of God. He just goes by. Y'all watch out now. Don't get hurt here. Back up early. He just walked by. Jesus does and says, and all the money went out on the floor. He said, This place, my house, is a house of prayer. You have made it a den of thieves. He turned over their tables. Not only did he do that, he reached and got their doves, their prized possessions. He let them go. You know what? He said, this is not what church is all about. That's not what this house is all about. This is a place of prayer. Let me tell you, where there's a place of prayer, there's a place of miracles. There's a place of signs and wonders. There's a place of anointing when there's a place of prayer. Are you with me today? He turned their tables over. He loosed their doves, and he scolded them in the spirit and said, you've got the wrong idea about what this is all about. Let me tell you something. This is not a place for you to just become a member. This is a place for you to become changed. This is not a place just to come and pay your tithes and say, I go to Christian life. Thank you for being here. We love you, but I hope your perceptive of the church changes because this is where you're either saved or lost. This is where you get the anointing of God in your life. This is where you find the hope in the word of the Lord. Hope I didn't tear that chair up. Sister Arlene be mad at me. But the facts are, if you're going to get something from God, you got to do it His way. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And He said, I will give you rest. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Who's, who's got enough Who's got enough hunger today to step right out of the aisle and start walking toward the front of this church saying, God, I need a change in my life. I need a change in my life this morning.